Welcome to the Sacred Ancestry Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Worm, and I'm so excited to be blasting through your headphones, through your laptop, through your car, wherever you are. And today I have a very special guest, Susan Wood. She's a mindset coach, NLP instructor, and just all around amazing person. And I'm so happy that she's here. And can you just introduce yourself a little bit, Susan? Hi, Thomas. Yeah, thank you so much. I really love uh, living in the Pacific Northwest, first of all, and I'm a former corporate executive uh, who realized that I wasn't living the life that was mine. I was living someone else's idea of what success was. And um, right now I use a ton of different modalities to help people identify what's holding them back from the joy or the fulfillment that they know is possible, but something's holding them back. And I help them break through that so that they can experience that joy and success. Oh, that's so beautiful. And, uh, you know, with everything going on in the world, I don't want to get into it, but I want to focus on the positive, right? And, And really, I think just to open this up is like, how can a person or how do you help clients like thrive during such a hard time? Like, you know, how is that how do you change their mindset from, you know, that collective energy of fear and anxiety to thriving right now? Yeah. Really to help people thrive. I help people understand that while they can't control their circumstances, they can control how they respond to it. And so there are so many different types of Enneagrams, Meyer-Briggs type, this values levels that we're all really experiencing this time so differently. So it's not a one size fits all. So it's helping people tap into their inner resources. So what that means is really five steps. Understanding that the collective energy, like you said, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of uncertainty. I mean, my son is a college graduate this year, and there's so much uncertainty. I have another client who's a high school graduate, and all of their, you know, so many of their expectations have been shattered. So many people have been laid off. There's just a lot of uncertainty and fear. And as a collective, since we are all energetically connected, we can often pick those feelings up ourselves. And then some of us can be unclear as to what is mine and what is theirs, right? So just understanding that and paying attention to your input. So some of us are on a lot of Zoom calls during the day or group calls or these quote unquote happy hours, um, watching the news, listening to things that stir up fear and anxiety. And sometimes at the end of these, we can notice that, you know, our energy is lower, that we're thinking things um, in a more pessimistic way than maybe we weren't before. And it's just really important to notice that in yourself first. So just get curious and notice. Notice when you start feeling a certain way and what is the input and then make a choice. There have been times where I opt out of a group call that where I'm just not feeling like it's a productive use of my time or there I don't watch the news or maybe I'll check in one time with the skim, um, which is a news aggregator. 
um, maybe I don't uh, connect with particular people that are watching the news 24-7 and want to talk about what's going on in, a, in a, a negative way. Because it's really important for me to protect how I'm feeling so that I can do my part in keeping a higher vibration. Because the truth is, well, I have so much compassion for what people are going through and how they're going through it differently. I can't be poor enough, sick enough, scared enough to fix those things. But what I can do is keep myself um, feeling as good as possible so that I can be a solution provider, so that I can help people, right? So that I can be more creative um, and reach out a hand to help other people. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's, that's, that's so amazing is really focusing on, on your own vibration, like you said, and your own intake. And, and really, I think that's so important. And, and I think the situation right now is, is, you know, it seems so dire and scary, but in my mind, I think this is one of the greatest opportunities in our lifetime to really make change. And yeah, sure, national, political, world change, but I'm talking about change within ourselves at the personal level, because there's no more time, there's no excuses to be healthy. Like we need a good immune system and we need to be strong and collective and and build each other up. And, and I think it all starts exactly what you're saying is focusing on ourselves to be higher vibrating and healthier and happier and going outside and doing whatever we can to be just you know, whole and full right now. Absolutely. And I was just talking with a client who was just feeling disappointed and bummed out, as he was saying. He's a younger person and is just really not feeling good and is feeling really and bored and stuck and disappointed and just stuck in that feeling. And when we walked through how to shift this with, with these things that I'm going to talk about, you know, I said, and it's not just during this quarantine that this is going to help you think about you're going to, there will be times in your life where there are circumstances that you can't control that frustrate you, that irritate you. And the only thing, I and mean, not the only thing, but the thing that you can control is your response to it. So practicing this now is giving you lifelong tools. It's not just for this. And like we said, this is a really amazing opportunity for a lot of us to reflect on what's going well in our lives, what's not been going well in our lives, what have we been running from, what have we not been paying attention to, what are our dreams, like when things get quote unquote back to normal, what do we want to, what do we want that to look like? It's a, it's a, it's a great opportunity to reflect. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And, uh, you know, I guess um, I'm curious on what are some of the things like you've been doing for yourself to just stay positive yeah. and healthy and, and all yeah. those things? So like I was saying, the, the, the five steps to really manage my emotions, I was telling you just before this call that I was in a call and I just it felt like my energy was drained. And I was like, oh, I don't feel like doing a podcast to talk about how to how to thrive because that's the reality. Like our emotions every day can be different. And the thing is, is we can be run by our emotions or we can choose. So literally before this podcast, I had to be in choice. And this is what I teach my clients as well. And this is what I do in my own life. So the first thing that I do and that I encourage your listeners to do 
is to begin their day with intention because there are millions of pieces of information available to us, right? And our brain can only process, uh, you know, about a hundred. So our reticular activating system acts as this powerful filter that lets in certain things and lets out certain things based on what we think is important. So in the morning, it's really important to tell your brain what's important. So the first thing you can ask yourself is, how do I want to feel today? And what is one word that describes how I want to show up today? Is it curious? Is it productive? Is it loving? Is it kind? Um, is it courageous? What is that one word, right? One word that describes the kind of person you want to be for that day, for today. The next question is, what's a situation that might stress me out or trip me up today? And then once you identify that, what is the way that my best self would deal with that? So you're already anticipating something that might trip you up or stress you out, and then how your best self would handle that. And then one thing that you would know, like how you would know that today was a great success is at the end of the day, I did said or felt this. So just those questions can help start to frame how you want to show up for that day. And you're in your brain in that filtering process, those things are now important. So you are more um, supported in, in moving in that direction and showing up in that way. And then it's also important just to, to name, you know, three things that you're truly grateful for. And gratitude is scientifically proven to uh, change the way your neurology is working and releasing feel-good um, emotions. So gratitude has got a number of things that um, is, is really positive for you. So a morning routine and just that part in itself. And then I also meditate. I do a, a visualization to ground and center uh, is really important as well. So you're starting your day with success. So now you're in your day and what do you do when you're navigating and you're, you're not feeling good? And like I said, like I felt like my energy was drained. When you're feeling quote unquote off, the first thing to do is to just acknowledge how you're feeling. And the saying it out loud, like I am feeling a really low energy or I'm feeling anxious or I'm feeling frustrated or I'm feeling mad. And just saying it out loud so you're not in resistance to it and you're not um, ignoring it and you're not trying to figure it out in your head, but you're just acknowledging it. You're expressing it. And then the second thing is, is to identify, like, what is the thought behind this feeling? Or what is the belief behind this feeling? And you might even ask yourself, is this mine? Or is it someone else's? A lot of us are empaths. And we the reason why my energy was so well low sometimes is when I'm around other people where it's a really negative conversation or their energy is really negative. And if I haven't bubbled myself up, then sometimes I can take that on as if it's mine. So ask yourself, like, ooh, is this mine or is it someone else's? And where am I feeling it in my body? And then breathe into that. So oftentimes I feel it in my solar plexus. Where do you feel it in you, Thomas, when you're feeling off? 
or anxious or overwhelmed? Oh, yeah. Sometimes what will what'll happen to me is I get really hot in my head, like mm. it gets really hot. And just my my past experiences with like Kundalini things, it feels like my head's going to blow off. That's that's oh, usually when I get really anxious or I know something's really off, like I need to really ground and center and come back to meditation at that point because I am, uh, yeah, I'm way off. That That's how I know. Mm. So then if you were just to recognize that and then breathe into that, and there's a phrase that Kyle Cease teaches that I just love, and it gets you out of resistance. And it is, I am feeling this, like I am feeling anxious, and I love that. So that you're not judging yourself, so that you're not in resistance to it, but it just is. Because in this moment, it's how you're feeling. And just in the acknowledgement, it can actually start to loosen a little bit just by naming it, acknowledging it, breathing into it and saying, this is how I feel. And I love that. Then once you do that and you choose to feel differently, then what I'll do is just imagine that I am being bubbled up with sparkly, healing, healing white light, um, protective white light. And I just center myself, like you said, ground and say, I release any cords, blockages, restrictions, or beliefs that are not for my best and highest good. I choose to release them now. And I actually see any cords being cut, any, any attachments, anything that's not for my best and highest good, and I release them. And then I just see that I am bubbled up and I am divinely protected. So then when you choose to feel better, right? Because that can be a big jump from I don't feel good to I acknowledge that I don't feel good. And it feels like a Herculean effort to feel better. <laughs> Sometimes that gap can be really big. It could be really hard. But when you do recognize it and you do want to feel better, choose how you want to feel. Because again, you can't always control your circumstances, but you can control how you respond. You can control how you feel. In fact, you're the only one that can control that. Right? So the, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say that, um, gosh, just from my experience, you know, wildland firefighting, it's, it's, uh, you really see it in the people because when you're out in the field, it's, it's, you're really suffering and like, it's dusty, it's smoky, you're doing extreme athleticism, right? You're pushing your body, you're eating poorly, you're not sleeping. And and the more suffering there is, like you'll see the people that break and there's the people that just get stronger. And it's just so amazing to watch those people to see how can they endure something so awful of fighting a fire? Because yes, it's fun and great, but there's also, it's, it's tough, it's crazy it's scary it's right it's all this stuff going on and they're thriving like i love studying those people because it's like that's success right there absolutely and what have you noticed in those people that are thriving in the situations where others are not it's all about mindset it's all about their frame and and really like you said their intention of like they're enjoying it they're enjoying the suffering because they know it just makes them stronger later right mm-hmm yeah, it's the meaning that they're giving it, right? Also, so there's a great book, A Man's Search for Meaning, 
Um, and he talks about how significant it is the, the meaning that you're giving things will give you hope or take away hope. And you're the only one that can control the meaning that you're giving things. Um, look at you know, someone like Nelson Mandela, who is you know in jail for a really long time, and he used that time to prepare to lead when he got out, when other people could have buckled under the beatings and the abuse. But he turned this in, you know, he managed his mind. So it's oftentimes the purpose and the meaning that we give things that controls how we feel. Yeah, it's so powerful. And, and you know, I kind of want to go back to some of the things you were talking about, and, and we'll, we'll keep going on, on your five-step steps here. And um, I want to go back to this um, cutting cords and inviting this divine energy in, um, healing white light, like you described. And um, that's something I do every day with my clients. And um, I wanted to ask you, what about, um, you know, when there's, when there's stronger attachments? And, you know, I, I've had some basic shamanic training. We can go that deep. I'm definitely willing to talk about that. But I'm curious on, on like, what, what do you do for yourself and your clients for when there's really deep embedded energy like that, that that's not, not serving you, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's a few things. I just did it last night. So I love how the universe works. <laughs> so, um, so what I did last night was I ground myself. So I saw, I, I breathed in loving, healing white light so that my, um, my entire insides was filled with this loving healing light and then i was so filled up that it expanded beyond my physical space so that it was like the aura and i saw that i had this loving healing white light um, on the outside of me as well so i was completely protected and then sent that energetic white light like roots down into the earth uh, grounding and attaching to a huge tourmaline crystal at the center of the earth and with the other root is attached to a big strong tree of life where I was really in my body and strong and solid and supported and then brought that energy back up into me. And I fill up my energy slow like molasses with this heavy grounding energy so that I'm in my body. And then I see it wrapping up and around me and out through the top of my head going all the way up as high as possible so that I'm plugging into the divine matrix. And then I feel myself part of the collective um, out of this loving, powerful, high vibration energy. And I feel part of that. And I bring it back into the top of my head, filling myself up with this divine uh, connection and love and healing and going all the way through my body, back down through the bottom of my feet, back down into the earth. And then I do this. I um, call upon my archangels. Um, so I ask Archangel, Me excuse me, Michael, to bubble me up with his divine protection and then cleanse and clear my chakras. And then I ask to, again, release any cords, connections, or blockages or beliefs that are not for my best and highest good. I ask for them to be cleansed from me now. And then I watch it be cleansed and cleared from my root chakra all the way up to the top chakra. Um, and then I ask Archangel Metatron to pour in the divine knowledge of how I'm loved, safe, and protected and connected to my intuition. And then I just say that I only work with the light and I send any, um, anything that is not for my best and highest good back to the light. So I incorporate some theta healing process as well. From there, I do uh, a version of Ho'oponopono. 
um, where I, I just, if I know, if I know what that feeling is, or I know what that is, like you mentioned, that's not serving me, then I will fill up another person in my mind's eye with loving, healing light, see the cord connecting us, um, say, I forgive you, please forgive me too. I cut the cord. Um, and if I don't know who the person is, I just imagine again, those cords being cut and sent back to the light to be healed. Um, I'll also burn sage and I will open up the windows and I will, um, diffuse some high vibration essential oils, uh, and also go outside and, and get my feet in the earth and ground. So those are some of the things that I do. Um, and then I also move my body and pay attention to my thoughts and reframe my thoughts. So what am I thinking about having these things that I need to release? <clears throat> and then just reframing them and seeing it as done, as healed. And so it is. Wow, that's so awesome. Yeah, that's uh, really similar to a lot of things I do as well. And, uh, you know, I have this new book coming out really soon. I'm so excited about Awakened by Heart Fire. And, and it really goes in depth into teaching people those kind of things, the grounding, the protecting, the you know, the forgiveness and, and, uh, gosh, it's so exciting. That's some really good work. And, and I'm so happy to connect with you because we're on the same page on all of that. I love it. And I have a bunch of crystals that I also use. Um, and just, and again, it's so, it's so much intention, isn't it, Thomas? And infusing these crystals with the intention and seeing it the way I want to see it. And is that how you feel? sometimes. Yeah. And I, th I think, uh, yeah, going back to the intention is so powerful. You know, for me, the morning routine, like you mentioned, if, if I don't do my morning routine, I get a little mad at myself. Cause I'm like, I don't feel the way I want to feel right now. Right. And, and I think the, my favorite thing to do is, is, you know, going off of a lot of Dr. Emoto's work with water and water crystals and things like that is I, I really, First thing I drink a glass of water, but before that I bless it and put all my intentions in the water and and give that water sacred geometry and then and then drink it because I feel like I am I'm drinking those intentions, right? And I'm I'm nourishing my body with those intentions and that's really powerful for me. It's extremely powerful and it's there's so many scientific there's so much scientific proof that shows how your thoughts and your intentions influence the, the crystals in the water and water is so balancing and healing that that's a beautiful practice. I love that. Yeah. And, and, uh, and so, yeah, let's, let's keep going on your five steps and we're just going to keep rocking it. Yeah. I love it. So after you choose how you want to feel and sometimes it can be a big leap, um, then it, it um, moving your body because when you change your physiology you change your state like your, your emotional state your mental state so that can be things like um shaking your body right so if you think about uh, a gazelle in the wild or, or uh, several animals in the wild when they're chased and, and they they're under duress um, when they stop running they shake their body to shake that energy out so by moving your body, by adopting a, a physiology of confidence, um, right? Sometimes when we're feeling um, depressed energy or um, defeated, what does that look like? Your shoulders are forward, your head is down, you might be slouching, you might be breathing into your chest. So just by the act of sitting up with a person who's confident, 
sitting up, putting your shoulders back, breathing into your diaphragm, and then looking up instead of down, those things automatically start shifting your energy just to give you a little bit more breathing space to be empowered, which means choosing how you feel instead of being run by your feelings. So by moving your body. Uh, one of my favorite things to do is to put music on. In fact, I have a dance around and be happy playlist. And so I have anchor songs where it, um, it automatically brings me back to a place where I feel good. And so I might jump up and down. Um, I might just do some Zumba moves. I might do jumping jacks. I might run up and down stairs and I've got the song on, but uh, I might go for a walk outside with, you know, um, Spotify playing or whatever it is. Move your body first, and then you'll be more empowered to change how you feel and the thoughts that you're thinking. So it's moving your body. Um, I love that. I love that so much. Yeah, uh, that's number one thing for me. If I'm off, like exercising and going outside, particularly and getting out in the woods, is like so refreshing for me. I mean, that just resets everything for me. Yeah, I, I love it. And there's a really great uh, movie. It's called Grounding. I think it's on Gaia. It might be on Netflix. And I just found it fascinating. But grounding, not but, and grounding just by going outside. And if you can put your feet on the earth, great. But even just being outside, there are negative ions in the earth that counteract the free radicals in our bodies that come from internal and external stress. So just by being outside, you can feel so much better. It's scientifically proven. Or open up a window if you can't go outside, right? It's, um, yeah, I'm totally with you. Going outside is a game changer. I have a newborn in quarantine with me, my grandbaby. And when she's feeling cranky, I go out to our front yard and she calms down. Just getting her outside calms her down. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah. One of my favorite things is um, here in Montana, there's no ocean and I grew up in Washington state. So um, what I love to do is just go to like a mountain river and just lay down on the rocks in the river, like, you know, that are outside the water or lay next to the bank and just take in that rushing water, you know, because they mix up so much the negative ions like you're talking about. It's so refreshing to just be around that moving water. That's why you know, everybody loves the beach so much. It's really those negative ions. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and the element of water is so balancing and the element of the earth is so grounding, which gets you into your body because our mind helps us survive, but we need to tap into our soul, right? Into our gut. And um, so I love that. And if you, you're not blessed to live in a place like, you know, Montana or I'm in Seattle where we have access to those things, you know, can you take a bath? Can you take a shower? Can you, even if you put it on a YouTube video, um, there's a Comcast On Demand, which is a cable company that I have. And I found, and I sat in there with my granddaughter, underwater scenes where you could just see the fish and get into the feeling of being in that element. Which leads me to my next thing is your mind doesn't know the difference between what it's seeing through the eyes and what it's seeing in the mind. So something that everyone can do is... And actually, Thomas, did I already do this exercise with you with a lemon? No, you did not. Okay. So everyone can do this. If you close your eyes, so you can really get this, close your eyes and put out your hand like you're going to receive, like I'm going to put something in your hand. And what I'm going to put in your hand is half of a fresh lemon. 
freshly cut in half lemon. And just move your fingers like you're squeezing that half a lemon a little bit. And you could feel just how juicy it is. And then with your eyes still closed, just start to bring that lemon to your mouth. And you can smell the citrus. And then I want you to squeeze it into your mouth and feel it going down your chin and down the back of your throat and just take a big bite of this lemon. And now put your hand back out, open your eyes. And I'm curious, what did your salivary glands do? Yeah, very salivating as well as I got the whole pucker face. That was really cool. <laughs> Me too. But take a look at your hand. Do you have a lemon? No. No, right? <laughs> So that's an example that everyone can do to show the mind-body connection and also how your mind doesn't know the difference between it's seeing in its eyes and what it's seeing in its mind. So the fifth step is to change the pictures in your mind and that will change how you feel. And moving your body first will give you enough space to make the choice to do this next step. So we, um, we have these pictures in our mind that directly correlate to how we feel. So in the uh, third step of identify how you want to feel, what you wanna do is how do I wanna feel now? I don't like how I did feel, like what you were saying, Thomas, of how you were feeling before you did kundalini yoga to shift it. Um, what's an example of a better feel, something that you wanted to feel instead? Oh, yeah. I just wanted to feel grounded and in my body and, and happy. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm going back to old memory when it was really bad. It was just like, yeah, I wanted to be inside my body and just uh, worry free, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And so what you can do is if I wanted to, let's say, get ready for this podcast after a call and it goes, Bleh, didn't feel good. Right. So I put on my favorite song. I, I hugged my grandbaby, which shifted me instantly by the way and then i played music i moved my body you know i jumped up and down and then i said okay i want to feel congruent happy connected and confident and have fun and so for you for those things imagine the same thing a time when um you wanted to feel grounded um what is the opposite of worry not the opposite but what's a, a towards word for worry free if you're worry free what are you feeling What's a positive? Great. Great. Grateful. Grateful. Yeah. yeah. Right. So what you can do then is to remember a specific time in the past where you have felt that feeling, a very specific time. So think of a time when you felt great. Can you think of a specific time? Yeah, I got that. You got yep. that? Okay. As you are thinking about that specific time, I want you to look through your eyes in your mind's eye as you bring that specific event to mind and look around and see what you see in that at that time when you were feeling great and hear what you hear what are you saying to yourself are there sounds around you are people talking or or do you just hear sounds or maybe it's quiet or maybe you just hear your own thoughts of feeling great and then how does that feel in your body turn up those feelings of how great you feel and then turn up make that picture color make it bright make it panoramic 
bring that picture close. Turn up the feelings. Make it as real as possible so you feel great. Lock that in and then open your eyes. Oh yeah, that's amazing. I feel just grateful like I'm outside hiking with my crew and just fighting fire and just feel awesome. Like I could conquer the world. And so what's amazing is your circumstances haven't changed. Your environment hasn't changed. Nothing has changed except the pictures in your mind. So the next step into feeling how you want to feel to change your state into one of empowered into one of how you want to feel, whether that's grounded, whether that's great, whether that's a, um, like fun to be around or confident or calm, whatever that is, think back to a specific time in the past where you have experienced those feelings, where you felt those feelings and step into it as if it's happening right now by looking through your own eyes in that memory, making it color, making that picture color, turning up the brightness, making it panoramic, looking through your own eyes, looking around in that memory. What's present when you felt this way? How did it feel? Where did you feel in your body? Turn up those feelings. What are the sounds that were there? Turn up the sounds. Make it as real as possible. And when you do that, your mind doesn't know the difference between what it's seeing in its eyes and what it's seeing in its mind. So just by doing that, you are telling your body how to feel. And you can't help it. So oftentimes, um, I will do that so that I tell myself that I'm in control. I'm not run by my feelings. I get to choose. And that's true empowerment. Right. Yeah, it's so powerful is is really having that skill for yourself to just anchor anchor back into a state that you want. Or, you know, for people that don't know NLP, just to be able to change your state instantly like that. It's so, so powerful. And sometimes, you know, I, I, I listed a whole bunch of different feelings and that's um, called stacking. And so if you just want to feel, you know, you can just say, I want to feel uh, one way. Like I want to feel really confident or I want to feel really calm. Then you can just bring up more and more very specific memories of when you felt that way and do that same process with that feeling three times. Or you can, and you can also do it where you stack it, where you feel, um, you know, uh, I, I love adding the last time I laughed out loud hysterically because that, that is such a high vibration, right? That feeling. So I love adding that to whatever emotions I am reaching for, um, just to have that levity because that, that raises the vi- vibration and the vibration of the people around me. Yeah. That's so interesting because, um, I have a came, uh, confidence, uh, I have a confidence anchor that I use for myself and, uh, or, you know, before I do calls or before even a podcast or whatever I'm doing. And, and there's like, I'll listen to a song by Eminem to get me really amped up. And then I have, uh, and I touch both my earlobes and my anchor is like, um, you know, the memories I had was me cutting trees because I'm, you know, I'm a master faller with, um, with firefighting. And I've been doing that for years and years. And that's like where I have certainty and confidence. Like I can cut trees, right? And what's really interesting is that feeling like comes in my body and now I can take that confidence into anything, 
sure, I'm not cutting trees. I'm talking to somebody or I'm making a sale or I'm working on a business and it's like, or I'm writing, right? And that confidence is still reapplied in any way I want to. It's, it's, it's amazing how well that works. And, you know, I just find it, and like I said in the beginning, there's so many things that we can't control, but the thing that we can is how we respond to those things, how we think and how we feel. It's so often, it's so easy to blame our circumstances, to blame other people. They made me feel this way. This happened, so it made me feel this. But the truth is, it's a choice. And these are a few of many tools that you can use to get back into choice, to get back into empowerment, because that's such a gift that you actually get to choose. It's not what happens to you. It's who you choose to become. It's not what happens to you. It's what you choose to do with it. It's, it's how you choose to respond. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've been listening and reading up on David Goggins a lot recently in his book uh, called You Can't Hurt Me. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting of what that man went through. He, you know, he lost a hundred pounds within like three months and then went into the military and went through buds three times, which is like basically buds is like the most excruciating, worst suffering experience like any human being could go through just about for training in the world. And he went through it three times. And when he graduated, he had, he, finished with two broken legs right i mean this guy's like just crazy mm-hmm. and he keeps coming back to this that that really when you're in in that deep of suffering that it's it's all about your mindset and how you're letting that that you know circumstance or obstacle define you that's what's most important right yeah absolutely i mean he's he's an extreme of what's possible and um and and he's definitely inspiring and I also want to share my feeling about that because I drove so hard and ignored the signs of my body and the signs of my spirit that I suffered from adrenal um, burnout and chronic fatigue and um, so many so many issues that kind of destroyed my insides because I wasn't paying attention to what was driving me or what I was running from that I'm just really aware that he's got a purpose. Like he's mission driven, he's purpose, he knows who he is, he knows what his identity is, and he knows what he wants and 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 he finds that meaning in the suffering. And so it is all about understanding who you are and what your purpose is and what your identity is. So you're not driven by how you feel, but you're driven by who you are. Like what's your identity? What do you want to be known for? And that's why it's so critical to understand that you can control what you think, what you feel, how you act. That is your responsibility choose wisely, choose in a way that's in alignment with your values, your identity, your purpose, you know, what, what you're here to do. You know, what I'm wondering is, is how beliefs come into that and how really in my mind, the beliefs are the underlying layer of all of those things, how you're feeling, thinking, acting, right? Yeah. Yeah. Our beliefs lead to our thoughts. Our thoughts lead to our feelings. Our feelings lead to our behaviors. Our behaviors lead to our outcomes. So we, we are, we get our beliefs at such a young age about, we we are making meaning about everything around us from such an early age. And we create these beliefs about ourselves, about the world, about our safety, about everything. And we grow up, that becomes the filter of which we look at life through. 
um, as well as our values, which we also get, it's actually our deepest level of programming is our values. Um, and so these things on an unconscious level are driving us. And so it's in the curiosity of looking at your thought patterns, because we often think, gosh, I think it's more than 65% of our thoughts are the same thoughts we had yesterday and the week before and the month before. So it's getting curious, it's waking up and it's getting curious to what those thoughts are and how those are driving our feelings, which are driving our behaviors, which are giving us our outcomes. And so starting out with awareness and just being curious, getting out of judgment, just being curious and then questioning those things. And I love Byron Katie's work. Um, and I also love quantum linguistics and NLP and kind of blowing the boundaries out of those beliefs about yourself. You know, is it true? Is it 100% true? How, how do you know? And what, you know, how do you feel when you think that thought? And what is the opposite of that thought? And give me three examples of how the opposite of this thought is true. And just, just in the questioning, you can start to liberate yourself and make you open to doing the deeper work to let go of these um, beliefs that might have been conditioned from a very young age, from our caregivers, from society. You know, we talked about anchoring. We get anchored from a very young age. Um, and we develop these, you know, beliefs, both positive and limiting about ourselves but it's in the awareness is when we when we start to wake up and we choose differently yeah i love that and and really i think the best example of a limiting belief you could ever have is something that i had and i found in my breakthrough session that was so ridiculous and so um i always talk about this because it's the best example was that i truly believed that if i was late i was going to die and I, I, ne I didn't never knew that, but I did feel extreme anxiety and almost panic if I was five minutes early, right? And uh, it all came from a fire experience that, you know, we were going to potentially get burned over. And I just remember this, you know, field supervisor yelling and screaming, like, I'm going to be late for my briefing. I'm going to be late for my meeting. Oh, we're late. We're late. And there you go. That's it. I believe I was walking around with that belief all the time. I just I just can't believe letting that go. How much has changed my life? I'm late all the time now, and it's awesome. <laughs> and see, so you changed the meaning of what being late was. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. And I love that example too, Thomas. Because while I talk about um, you know the breakthrough work that I do with people, and and it's often stems back to their childhood and their unconscious and they're not even aware of it. But you talked to one that happened in your adult life. Right. And, and I had the same thing with, uh, I had a lot of trauma in my childhood and limiting beliefs that came from that. But one that was recent was I mentioned I had adrenal burnout, chronic fatigue, um, leaky gut, autoimmune diseases, all of these things that destroyed my health and I almost died. Um, and I tied it to, because I was a workaholic. And I was working 70 to 90 hours a week. And I was go, 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 go. Don't stop. Be productive all the time. Take care of the kids. Take care of the house. Go to work. Respond to email. I had, you know, I was supporting people around the world. So I was, I was not sleeping and I burned out. So the belief that I had to get through and release after that was um, that if I work too much, I'm going to die. If I, if I take on too much, I'm going to die. So very, you know, similar, it, it was a, a late belief that I got that I adopted because of my experience. And then when I shifted that um, is actually when my coaching business um, filled up 
quickly. <laughs> Once I op said I'm open for business and I'm doing this and I thrive, and which is what I'm meant to do, and it's not the same as when I worked in the corporate America. I am in alignment with who I am, with my identity, with my purpose, with what I'm here for. And so, um, yeah, these limiting beliefs that can get in our way can happen anytime. Yeah, yeah. So so let's get back to the five steps. And, and I think we're on step three, if I'm right. Um, actually, we went through all five. So the first. Oh, wow. Yeah. You installed them without me even knowing. I love it. It's in your unconscious. <laughs> so number one is to set yourself up with success. So to um, ground, to meditate, uh, to have gratitude, and to ask the morning questions. If one word could describe the kind of person I want to be today, then that word is and why I choose it is right? So you're deciding first thing in the morning, a situation that might stress me out or trip me up today could be, and the way that my best self would deal with that is, and I would know that today is a great success if at the end of the day, I did, said, or felt this. This is from Brendan Bouchard, by the way. So setting your morning up for success, setting you up to, to ground because you're much more, you're much better equipped to handle things that come at you when you yourself are centered and grounded first. Number two is to acknowledge how you're feeling, right? So um, instead of being in resistance to it or denying it or going so fast that you're just not paying attention is to acknowledge and express how you're feeling. Um, and then I, I had some steps in there about cutting cords and bubbling up and breathing into it. Number three is decide and choose how you want to feel instead. So you're in choice. Number four, move your body. When you move your physiology, then you can start moving that energy because emotions are energy in motion. So when you want to change it, you need to move your body. And we talked about getting outside, for example. And number five is to change the pictures in your mind because your brain doesn't know the difference between what it sees through the eyes and what it's seeing in the mind. And when you want to change how you feel, after you've decided what that is, you've moved your body, then recall a specific time when you have felt the way you want to feel. Step into that memory as if it's happening right now. Turn up the, the, the brightness of that picture, make it color, turn up the feelings, turn up the sounds, um, and, and make that picture bigger and bring it closer. And you will start to feel those feelings and just do it again and again and again uh, so that you can change your state. And this is empowerment. Empowerment is not um, blaming your external circumstances for how you feel or what you think, but understanding that you actually get to choose. Wow, that is a powerful process right there. And everybody listening, you just got to go through this stuff. And and uh, NLP is just the most powerful modality I've ever ran into in all my studies and everything I've ever read. NLP is just it's off the charts. And I really do think that it's when this stuff gains traction, it's going to completely change the world a hundred percent. And we are part of that change and it, it is, um, it, it, it's revolutionary. Um, as a person who has, you know, studied personal development for 30 years and we'll be 50 next month, <laughs> I've gone to five Tony Robbins events. I've studied Jack Canfield, Abraham Hicks, all the greats. And it wasn't until I became a master practitioner of NLP and mental emotional release did things shift for me and I stepped into my power. So thank you for doing this work. Thank you for talking about it on your pad 
TV podcast. And thank you so much for inviting me to share. Yeah, of course, of course. And uh, yeah, do you have any any closing ideas, thoughts uh, that you want to talk about? Where can people find you? What's your what's your business? How do people get in contact with you? Sure. So my website is susanpalmerwood.com. I'm also on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. And um, I would love to connect with people. I do complimentary calls, coaching calls, to really talk about where you're at um, and what might be getting in the way of getting to where you want to go, how you want to feel, what you want in your life. And I just love to encourage people and say that if you are suffering, please know that you don't have to suffer, that there are people, there are processes, there are things that can help you and it, and it doesn't have to mean 10 years of therapy. Um, there are processes that can actually help you shift um, relatively quickly. So um, I encourage you to, to do that, to, to not stay in suffering and to reach out. Yes, I, I, I got to just uh, validate that, that you don't have to be suffering and you don't have to be stuck. There's so much stuff out there to help you. Absolutely. And you and I are a couple of people who are, are helping people like that. <laughs> so I truly believe, I truly believe that while I was burned down to the ground and, and have had a lot of suffering in my life, um, it needed to happen so that I could learn from it, so that I could experience it, so that I could hold space for the other people who are going through it um, and have compassion for those people and hold a really safe space for them to explore and release so that they can feel that intrinsic joy in their life that's possible. Wow. Thank you so much, Susan, for joining me. And I think we're hitting time here pretty soon. So that was a great podcast. Wow. Thank you so much. And for all the listeners, you're going to have to listen to this one a couple of times because there's so many layers that Susan just left there on the audio. It's, it's amazing. So uh, please reach out to me on Mountain Mind Tricks and uh, you can reach me on uh, Facebook, Thomas M. Worm, and please go out there and find your sacred ancestry. Thank you so much, Thomas. <laughs>